0: Conjunction with deep experience revival level, introduce to you God's word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigle Pray. God bless you as you listen.
1: Open my eyes to see what you will finish for me on the cross of Calvary. It's not yet over because the Easter period is over. On this foundation, our faith is built. On this foundation, our faith is built, Lord. Please open our eyes again to see what Jesus finished for us on the cross of Calvary. The love of our Father towards us. Lord, that is the anchor of our faith in Christ Jesus. That is our victory every day. Help us to walk in this victory, in this newness of heart, in this understanding every day of our life. That place is where our victory is anchored. Lord, help us today again. We have come before you. We ask you, give everyone an encounter. Let no one live the way we came. Heal the sick among us. Let burdens be lifted. Let the power of the resurrection of Christ be revealed again. Let the mystery of Jesus' death and suffering be revealed again. Cause us to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. As we love our brothers, even as ourselves, that way, we will fulfill the commandment of God. Blessed be God forever. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. The anchor of our faith is in the death of Jesus Christ his suffering and his resurrection. Now, during the time God was speaking to us, the last Congress that we had, God really expounded that, the way we can understand the sufferings, the death of Christ and his resurrection. Because these three is in one pack. You don't talk about the sufferings of Christ and forgot about the death of Christ. And you don't talk about the death of Christ And forgot about the resurrection of Jesus. Every believer must know this. Any day you forgot this. Forget about it. The devil will always deal with you. He will have upper hand over your life. The sufferings of Christ. The death of Christ. And the resurrection of Christ. In discipleship is what we study every day. We study that every day. You must know it every day. Because that is your victory as a believer. You don't have any other victory except this thing we are discussing now. Your victory don't come by prayer. Hear me now. It comes by the knowledge of what Christ finished for you on the cross. Then if you pray based on that, you now get victory. It don't come by fasting. It don't come by night vigil. It don't come by deliverance. Of course, there's no other deliverance except this thing we're talking about. The sufferings of Christ, the death of Christ, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's where the deliverance of every believer is anchored on. Please, do you understand this? Even after the Congress, God keeps speaking to us and saying, no, don't stop. We must continue until my people can understand very well what we are talking about. On this, you must anchor your faith if you must live victorious as a believer. If you forget this, forget about it. The enemy knows. He will deal with you. Listen, if you like pray and fast, he will come and deal with you. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying now? So please, as we start this study again today, don't joke with it. Remember where we started it in Matthew 22. Can somebody remember? Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love your neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. And now God began to show us why he said we should love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. You remember in the course of the meeting, God now said we must understand his demand for man to love him with all his heart, all his soul, and all his mind. It's not arbitrary. He's demanding for that because of what he did for us no one could do it for us only him did that for us and what was that he did for us? The father sent his son Jesus while we are yet sinners, He saw that we are condemned, there is no hope for us, we are in chains, prisoners of the devil, we are heading to destruction, everyone and the father saw it and now said no I won't like them to go down that way. I am sending my son to come and die because the demand, if we must be free, is that there must be a sacrifice. And that sacrifice must be sacrifice of a lamb without blemish, no sin. And Jesus came and died for us on the cross of Calvary. He suffered first in the hands of ordinary men They humiliated him. They slapped him. They beat him beyond recognition. No single respect. But he passed through all this in order for we to be saved. For me and you to be saved. And God said because of that I am demanding 100% of love. Not 99.9. And what's the next thing God showed us? God said the reason why I demand 100% is that on that love that you love me, I will now give you grace. to draw grace from there to love others. If you can't love God with all your heart, with all your soul, you can't love any man. No. You can't love anybody. I'm trying to tell you the truth. Ah, we should agree now. That's why you see many people that claim the love. They are loved before you know it. Small attack. The love start going down. Because the love did not originate from the right source. It didn't originate from the risers, so the love that can stand the test of time must be that one that is first coming from the Father. It must first come from who? From the Father. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when a man loves the Lord with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, count that man as a man who can love his wife, who can love his children, who can love the people out there, love the brethren, love other people in the church. He will not try to dupe the church or cheat anybody. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because of the love that he had for the father. Not because of the love that he had for anybody. Because of the love that he had for the father. That's why he had to love him. He knew that the father loved him too. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he will not do anything to offend the father. Jesus came and died because of the love he had for the father. He loved the father so much that whatever the father demands from him is willing to do. So, until we love the father, we will not even serve God well. Talk more of loving others. Talk more of loving others. Now, look at we are going to discuss about some people today. We'll discuss about Peter. We'll discuss about Judas. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We take these two today in connection to what we are talking about and you see what happened in their lives too. Are we saying amen? Now we see Peter's example. His heart was broken when he saw the sufferings of Christ and his condemnation for him. Do you remember when Jesus predicted his death? How Peter rebuked him? All the while Jesus was with them, Peter's eyes we are still holding to the revelation that Jesus was stressing out concerning his suffering and eventual death, his resurrection, for the total emancipation of man from all the assaults of the devil and his demons. So for Peter all the while he was walking with Christ look at this the first revelation he caught when Jesus was asking them can we quickly go Matthew chapter 16 Matthew 16:13 16, to 17 then we look at again Matthew 16:21 to 25 we are going to learn some things there are you in Matthew 16 When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? 14. And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Verses 15. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Please go back to 16 again. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now first remember, we talked about It's only through revelation that we can catch how Jesus suffered for us, how he died, and his resurrection through revelation. Until God gives you such revelation, you might be coming to church 100 years. You won't catch it. So that can only come through revelation to know the sufferings of Christ. And remember, we say that is the genesis of everything because until God reveals the suffering of Christ, How he loved us. Why he sent Jesus. Because of that love. Jesus dead. His suffering and resurrection. You will not catch it. You can be going to church. But you will not catch it. Now that was the case of this man. These disciples. Somebody might think that they were following Christ. They have caught the revelation Jesus was giving to them. But not true. When Jesus asked. He said who am I? Peter answered. Thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God, what did you understand that? When he said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God, what did you understand? Jesus commended him. But do you know that even after Jesus commended him, there was still an error? He has not caught the main revelation. Peter didn't catch the main revelation of Jesus' suffering, of Jesus' death. Of Jesus' resurrection. That Jesus kept speaking to them to. Every day Jesus kept telling them. I will die. I will suffer. In the hands of these people. I will be crucified. And I will resurrect. That one. They didn't catch that one. So tell me. The meaning of Christ. From the scripture. The Bible defined Christ as the anointed. The anointed. Jesus Christ. Jesus the savior. But the anointed. Did somebody understand what I'm saying? When they say Jesus Christ, what does he mean? Jesus the anointed. So when Peter said, thou art Christ, what it simply means, you are the anointed. Then the son of the living God. Did you see that he didn't catch the revelation? The son of the living God that came to do what? So he ended it here. Jesus quite well commended him. But there's something he couldn't catch about Christ. There's something he couldn't catch. How do we know there's something he couldn't catch? Go to 21 of that scripture. In the same scripture, Matthew 16, they have not even moved to chapter 17. In the same chapter 16, it was recorded that Peter started denying the same Jesus. There's something Peter said there. Listen, listen. Peter began to say, hey, when Jesus came again and brought the issue of his suffering, His death and his resurrection. Look at what Peter started doing. Peter saw him as the anointed. He saw him as the living God. But he couldn't catch the revelation of the sufferings and the death of Christ and his resurrection. And that is the anchor point. The major thing that would have made him to love Christ with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and with all of his mind. And look at what happened. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must, please underline, he must go on to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be what? And be raised again. So what are the things you got? There are three things. The sufferings of Christ, the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ which is the anchor point That is the foundation of Christianity. But why couldn't they catch it? It can only come through revelation. It can only come through revelation. It can only come through revelation. revelation. Immediately Jesus raised that. This is a man that in verses 13. He revealed that thou art Christ. Like many of us know. We pursue anointing. The anointed. We pursue anointing. We know about anointing. We know Jesus, the son of God. But Jesus, the son of God, wants you to know something about him through revelation. He wants you to know something deeper about him through revelation. It can't just come. It can't just come. It comes through revelation. It can only come through revelation. Is somebody catching what I'm discussing here? And that's when you become victorious in Christ. So for we to be victorious in Christ, it's not just we dancing, flipping through scriptures. No, 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 no. It's more than that. You have to sit down with God and keep crying every day for him to give you the revelation of his son, Jesus Christ. The revelation of the love of the father for you and for me. When that revelation comes to a man, That man become victorious in Christ. You see him every day. He walks from victory to victory. From victory to victory every day as a Christian. And that's the desire of God. And look at that scripture in 21. We say from that time forth. Began Jesus to show unto his disciples. Please, what did you understand by to show? To show, to show. What did you understand? To show. To show. That means they have not been seeing it. So he needed to show them. This is it. This is it. Catch it. Catch it now. It is not dancing. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I know you know how to dance in your churches. I know you know how to flip through scripture and go and cram scripture and quote everything. That's not what God is talking about. For you as a believer to live a victorious life, you must say, Lord, show me this. Show me. The way you showed your disciples. Show me. It wasn't easy. Even when he was trying to show Peter. Ask me could he catch it. He couldn't catch it. (laughs) He said Jesus began to show. Unto his disciples. How that he must go. Unto Jerusalem. And suffer many things. Of the elders. Chief priests. Scribes. And be killed. Raise again the thought. Please can you rest your mind on these three things we are talking about. The sufferings of Christ. What it did for you. The death of Christ. What it did for you. And the resurrection of Christ. And that is your victory as a believer. Now what I'm teaching you is not what you wait for Easter. Every April. They will just shout resurrection. Jesus has resurrected That's why many believers are still under operation of the devil. It's a topic that we keep talking about every day. We can't stop that. I keep telling people, any day you have learned that Jesus suffered for me, he died for me, and he resurrected for my victory, the devil will fear you. He'll start fearing you from that day. Listen, any day you can understand this, this settles in your heart. You live in the consciousness of it. Live by the revelation, not just talking. The revelation has come. You live by it every day. The devil will leave you alone. The devil don't hear too much talk. He understood this. Jesus began to show them. He showed them. Continue. 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. <laughs> be it far from the Lord. Good boy. Good boy, Peter. <laughs> be it far from the Lord. Lord, do you know what you're saying? you out of your senses. You mean you suffer. And die. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was the same Peter. In verse 13. That said, thou art Christ. The son of a living God. So how come that Peter did not understand this? How come that he didn't understand this? This can only come by revelation. This can only come by revelation. It can only come to a man's heart by revelation. And that's why I said to you, you must not fail to catch it this year. You must keep praying and say, Lord, reveal the sufferings, reveal the death, reveal the resurrection of Christ. When that power hits you, the whole devil will leave you alone. (laughs) There is a power in the sufferings of Christ. There's a power in the death of Jesus. There is power in the resurrection of Christ. That power is the greatest of all the powers that the devil don't have answer to it up to tomorrow. And that's why he said, if I had known, I wouldn't have crucified him. (laughs) If I had known that this kind of power will come out of this, I wouldn't have dared it. Even if he's begging me to kill him, I would say I won't kill him. If they want to flog him, I would have said, don't flog him. Because it's through the flogging that we got healed. Through the humiliation and slaves that God brought glory to us and honor. I don't know whether somebody is following me. Now let's go on. Go to 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. This is the Peter he finished recommending. And say, ah, flesh and blood has not revealed this thing to you. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's my father that is in heaven that revealed it to you. So how come Christ turned again And said to Peter, Satan, Satan, there was something Jesus saw. Jesus knew as of that time, it's not this man that is speaking. It's not him that is speaking because the man didn't understand what he was saying. He never knew this is my freedom. This is my freedom. This is my victory. That Christ was revealing the victory of his people and Peter couldn't pick it. He couldn't pick it. And that's why you say it can only come through revelation. Say revelation. Say revelation. revelation. It's not by clapping. It's not 20 step forward, 40 step backward. Can somebody shout Jesus or Jesus 20 times? Okay. If you finish shouting that in the i I'm waiting for you outside. You have not caught the revelation. He can only fear those who caught the revelation of the sufferings, the dead, And the resurrection of Christ. And live by that understanding every day. That's where our victory is. Can somebody say amen? But he turned and said unto him, Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou severest not the things that be of God. But those that be of men. But those that be of men. And do you know that's what we are seeing today? The cross is of God. The power of the resurrection is of God. The sufferings of Christ is of God. But the church today has packed those wounds. They are waiting for Easter. They will just say something about the resurrection and put it by the side. And they start where they stopped. All our ladies shout hallelujah! All the youths in the house shout, 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 shout! There's picnic tomorrow. Where is it happening? One bush. One forest. Are you understanding what has God's word to do with forest? Say the whole thing you want to say here. Don't take people to forest. Where they will get to that place and they are wearing mini mini. It's not even mini. Born. It's born short. Pastor says shine your eye. Pastor is teaching people lost. He says shine your eye. And they are shining their eye. Shining their eye. And if they come back, the spirit of loss entered them. And we started seeing Unwanted pregnancy in the church. And the Bible said because of the the hidden. They mock my name. They mock my name. Apostle Paul was saying. Let certain things not be heard among you. We don't want to hear that's a fornicator among you. Among you. Let it not be heard at all. At all at all. Let it not be heard at all at all. Is somebody here with me. So they made the church very comfortable for those who are not ready to follow the path of the cross. Those who don't want to hear about the sufferings of Christ. Those who don't want to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. So they make it very comfortable for them. They feel that whenever you are saying things that is not in line with what they desire. That the church will be small. Oh, let the church be small Oh, Let me say the truth as in Christ. Church, you want to be small? Be small, no problem. Praise God. And that's why we must return back to that which we have lost. The sufferings of Christ, the cross of Jesus, and the resurrection of Christ. We must know it, and know it well. That's our victory. Leave everything by the side. That is our victory. When you anchor your faith there, the devil knows that you have come to know it. He will fear you. Are we saying amen? Go to 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Verse 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever that will lose his life for my sake shall find it again. For whosoever that will save his life he will lose it. But who suffered I lose the life for my sake? He found it again. He found the life again. So Jesus could see the flesh manifesting in Peter. He don't want Jesus to suffer. And that's how our flesh don't want to suffer. Following the path of the cross becomes very difficult. Very tough. Nobody wants to hear that at all at all. Nobody wants to hear that if they give you a job of 4 million naira, but say falsify your age, just remove only 2 minutes from it. 2 minutes. So many Christians today don't want to follow the path of the cross. The path of the cross has become very tough and difficult for them. Because that path that Jesus took, he wants us to also follow him, his footsteps. Follow his footsteps. If you're a Christian, you don't want to also suffer. You're not following Christ. And the suffering we are talking about is that once you are here on earth, you know this one is the one they don't want to hear. But that's the path that Christ took that brought him to glory. The glory that Jesus enjoyed today. Some say, hey, Jesus has suffered for we not to suffer. Eh, eh, it's not what the Bible taught you. Read the Bible well. Read it well. If you read the Bible well. You will understand what we are saying. For we to get that level of glory. That Jesus enjoyed. And is still enjoying today. Not the glory that fades. Not the one that fades. We must follow the path. The path that Christ followed. There is a glory that fades. There is a glory that does not fade. It lasts forever. It lasts forever. So we look at this. We discover that the flesh will always react against following that path. The flesh does not want to hear it. It doesn't want it at all at all. It's struggling. It's struggling with it. Jesus said, calm down. Deny your flesh. Deny yourself. Follow that path. There's a glory that will hit you as you keep following as you keep pressing. There's a glory that the world don't know about. That only through that path you get it. There's a glory that the world cannot explain. Only when you follow that path. Everybody will speak against you. Even your mother, your brother, your sister, your uncle. Everybody will say, are you a foolish person? Why are you following this path? Are you stupid? Why should you follow this path? But watch where the path will bring you out. It's bringing you out to a place of glory. That those people who mocked you return back. Didn't it happen to Christ? All the people that mocked him, you ah, say you are son of God. You ah, say you are son of God. By the time he got to the cross and they knelt in there, the Bible said he breathed the last breath and gave up the ghost. Darkness came immediately. There was earthquake everywhere. Earthquake everywhere. Earthquake. And all the God there look around and say, "What is happening? We've never seen this kind before." Of a truth, is a son of God. <laughs> I say they will say the same thing concerning you. I say they will say the same thing concerning you. If only you will follow that path. If only you follow that path. And leave this recent path. They are trying to force us to follow. That the glory you see is forged one. Forged. Forged one. That does not last. And we look at him. Speaking to us. Are we saying amen? Look at again John. John 13. We are still talking about Peter. We are still talking about Peter. As of that time, Peter has not caught anything. Even after Jesus finished rebuking him. Do you know what you are doing? Look at the next thing that happened to his life. Just to prove to you that he has not caught the revelation. He has not caught the revelation. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. Please, Do you know Jesus was seeing the suffering as a time of glory? Jesus was seeing his death as a time of glory. Jesus never saw any suffering as humiliation. It's you that was seeing that that way. But he saw it as, oh, it is time for me to be glorified. But the path to take for the glory is this suffering. My father has laid it and planned it to be that way. My father arranged it and planned it that if I should get to that glory, I have to follow this path. And that's why Jesus said, therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now, can somebody say now? So anytime you see a suffering that the father set your path. See that now I'm about being glorified. Now, don't try to substitute it with one nonsense. Don't substitute it. Don't try to look for another way to just slick out. And try to do it your own way. If you do with your way, you will lose the glory. You will lose the glory. He said, therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now... Is the son of man glorified. And God is glorified in him. Then look at what happened. In 32. If God be glorified in him. God shall also glorify him in himself. And shall straightway glorify him. Continue. Little children. Yet a little while. I am with you. He began to tell them about his death. He was talking to them now about his death. He was telling the disciples about his death. Little children. Yet a little while. I am with you. Do you know at times when you see the word that Jesus used, to our post, I say, look at this Jesus. <laughs> he knew that I am God in their midst. Is somebody see here with me? He said, little children, yet a little while, I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you. That ye also love one another. You see Jesus connecting. You see Jesus connecting. He began to tell them. Hey I am about going. But see I want you to love one another. It is for this reason. Are you understanding what I am saying? I am here. It is for this reason I am here. I want you to first of all. As you love God. By the revelation of the suffering. The love of God giving us his son for him to come and suffer, die, and he'll be resurrected. Then, you ought to love your brothers. Love them. You have to love them. I'm leaving you with this commandment. I'm leaving you with this commandment. But who is the man that can keep the commandment? The man who has caught the revelation of the love of the Father. Towards him. Towards him. And that's what Jesus came to demonstrate by his suffering, by his death, and what? The resurrection. Are we saying amen? A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. 35. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have loved one to another. If you have loved one to another. 37. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, where goest thou? Jesus answered him, whether I go, thou cannot follow me now. But thou shalt follow me afterward. What was he talking about? He's talking about his death. through suffering. Are you understanding? Talking about his death. Thirty-seven. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. <laughs> Jesus said. You, Peter, who has not caught the revelation of what I'm telling you. You cannot, you've not loved me like that. I don't know whether somebody is following me now. Jesus knew Peter has not loved him like that. Just like your folks will say, ah, I love you, Jesus, I love you, Jesus, I'm ready to die. He said, Why, Lord? Why can't I follow you now? Jesus said, Do you understand what we're talking about? So he thought we are going to spa. Peter was thinking they are talking about shop right, to go and shop. He never knew Jesus was going back. Going back, he's talking about his death. Talking about his death. And that death is not just that you just lie down and die. They have to torture him. They have to pound him. They have to beat him beyond recognition. Can Peter stand? We just said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Look at what happened in that age. Jesus answered him will thou lay down thy life for my sake Peter will you actually lay down your life for my sake will you lay down your life for my sake it is not possible until you have caught the revelation you have not caught the revelation Jesus answered him will thou lay down thy life for my sake very very I say unto thee the cock shall not grow. Till thou hast denied me thrice, I wonder what Peter would have said at that point. And he knew Jesus; he don't talk anyhow. He has seen what will happen. He had already seen where Peter was swearing. Hey, I don't know him. Listen, he had already seen where Peter was cursing. The Bible said he was cursing that man. I've never seen him. I've never met him in my life. So Jesus had gone ahead to saw how the whole thing played out. And do you know that's how many of us deny Jesus? In little, little business that we do. In little, little things around us. Why? Because the revelation of Christ's sufferings, of Christ's death, and the resurrection of Christ. Go and check any Christian who has caught this revelation oh my God, it turns to stone for Christ. He's ready to lay down his life for Jesus. The person cannot deny Christ because of food. Come on, food. He can't deny Jesus because of all those things. No. He can't deny Jesus. No matter the pains, he can only shed tears. After shedding tears, he said, I'll follow you, Jesus. I am going with you. Life does not mean anything without you. I have concluded. I have decided. It is your way. I am not living for clothes. I'm not living for anything. I'm only living for Jesus. Only Jesus I'm living for. Don't worry. In the course of the teaching, I'll show you. When this revelation came, you saw how they changed. This man became troubled. If you threaten them, they'll come out again tomorrow. If you threaten preach again. They say, no problem. We have had you. Is it not that we shouldn't preach? No problem. And where they used to stay is a place where the whole people will see them. Where they can't deny that they preached. These are men they were threatening I say we will kill you if we see you there again. They say, no problem. We have had you. And by the time they are coming out, God will say, go out the streets. They are preached. Don't mind. This and they are moving. They are not even asking God, what will they bring on? How do we defend ourselves? (laughs) They are moving their strength. Listen, I trust God that before this teaching will finish, whether on your bed, whether as you walk on the street, whether you wake up in the morning, God will just show you this revelation I'm talking about. He will reveal it to your heart. He will reveal it to your heart. That's what delivers every man from the fear of death. It delivers you from fear of death. You can't be afraid of dying again. You can't be afraid of dying again. That's when you come to the level of a dead man does not fear death. Is somebody understanding what we're discussing? Eh? Jesus said you deny me three times before the cock cross. Go to Matthew 26. You see where what Jesus says started happening. Matthew 26, 69. Matthew 26, verse 69. Jesus said, hey, you will lay down your life without catching the revelation. You are still in the shallow. You have not understood what we are saying at all at all. Peter, come out, come out. Don't even near there that you are about going to. Don't go there yet. I know you will lay down your life, but not now. Wait. There must be a Revelation. That will make you to love me. That's a kind of love you will love me. You will never ever go back. That's a kind of love that if you love me. You will never ever go back again. And that love is that it must be 100%. Loving me with all your heart. All your soul. All your mind. Even your wife cannot stop me. Even your wife. When your wife wants to stand against that love, you tell her, I'm sorry. I've given him all. Instead of you turning me to go against him, are you understanding what I'm saying? I will not go against him. I will not. He saw the man called Job. When the wife calls God, he say, "Ah, why are you a foolish woman? are you a foolish man? A foolish woman like you. Is it not that God that has been giving us everything since? Not because they are small trials. That's why you are misbehaving. Is somebody here in this meeting. Then Peter sat without in the palace. And a damsel came unto him saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. Verse 17. But he denied before them all saying, I know not what thou says. I don't know what you say. Did they speak Jamaica to him? Is their language they were using to talk to him. Is your language they were using to talk? About. Listen, do you know what we're discussing is what is happening in many of our lives? It happens in many of our lives where we deny Christ several times. If you go out there and see people denying Christ, please, is it not denial of Christ when you wear short and be walking on the street? Have you not denied Christ? Will anybody call you sister? You've denied Christ. You just want to stay with the world. So you actually dress that way so that nobody will liken you to be a child of God. So that you can be free and say whatever you want to say. And do whatever you want to do. And get away with it. Nobody will query you. Nobody will query you. As a lady. You wear tight. Will anybody liken you as a disciple of Christ? Will anybody say this person love Jesus? No, you are not there. Listen, you are only deceiving yourself. You are not there. You have denied him. So many thought that denying Christ is only when you do like Peter. You know now, we have heard about Peter. So many don't want to come out openly and say, I didn't know Jesus. So they are not denying him by their clothes. They can deny him by the place they work. Are you understanding what I'm saying? They can deny him by the way they give bribe to get a job. They can deny him by so many ways. Listen, we are not trying to condemn our brother Peter. We are only learning and understanding from what happened to him in order for we to be a good disciple of Christ. So all these things that is happening, we are using it to learn. We are using it to learn. Is somebody understanding me? Now look at 71. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Look at what Peter said in verse 72. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. That's the Peter that just finished saying, I will lay down my life for Jesus. Jesus. I will lay down. And Jesus said, take it easy, my friend. Take it easy. So many of us are following Jesus. But do you know Christ knows those that have denied him and will still deny him tomorrow. It's not in crowds. It's not in crowd. You might have 10,000 members, 10 million members. That is not the interest of God. The interest of God is how many of them can stand. How many of them can love me with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind. That is what I'm demanding. Because the same people are the people who can keep my commandment of loving their brother as yourself, they can't love their brother. If they can't love me, based on what I did for them, where is life in the first place if Jesus didn't die for you? Don't you know you don't have any life? That if Jesus did not die for you, there is no hope. Our life is hopeless. We are prisoners of the devil, condemned already. I used to sing that song for you that my friend taught me. He said, le." until you see that there's a time you are contained. But it did Jesus' death, his suffering, and his resurrection that brought life back to you. If you have not seen it, you can't love him. And if you can't love him, you can't love your brother. You cannot love him. You still see self, that life will still be manifesting in you. It will still be manifesting in us. And that's what we are seeing in many of our churches today. That is what we see in the life of brethren today. You can't stay with a brother and be addressed. You see in the church they have security people doing their eye like this, looking for who is speaking somebody something. And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. Gone. And after a while came unto him They that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayed thee. He said, Dead began he to curse. The first one he swear, he was taking oath. Then this time he was not cursing. Began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And immediately the cock crew. What we told you has happened. It is about the revelation. Oh, we pray every day. We pray every day. Because if God can capture the bishop, capture the pope, capture all the fathers and all the pastors, they are the ones that are feeding the people. If God can capture all of them, the church will be healed. I beg all of you, pray for the pastors. Pray for the pastor of your church. Ask God to take him over. Ask God to take over his life. So that if he come here, he will stop all this error. Several times I prayed. I pray and pray and pray, say, Lord. Lord. Listen, that's why we are doing what we are doing. We believe revival is coming. You know, it looks as like if they see us, they will say, what are these people doing? That's why I keep telling you people, stop joking, be serious. We believe revival is coming. Because every day, this Jesus, he keeps speaking he keeps speaking. Listen, do you know why I'm still saying what I'm saying? I know many people that come here. They leave. Come, They leave because they don't love this kind of message. What they like is prophesy. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I prophesy. That house in the village, you finish it. Where would the house take the man to? It's good though. You finish it. But that's not the matter. That's not the matter. And one day God showed me something. A very big, you need to see one of the biggest churches in the world. One of the biggest churches in the world. And I was there and this wave of revival came. Oh my God. Ah, Jesus. I trust this, my Jesus. The day was so hot that before you know, God hit the man of God. He was preaching. He stopped. He stopped preaching. The man started wailing. He was crying. He was weeping. The same wave entered the church. Everybody was crying. Jesus have mercy on us. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I mean crying. Tears rolling down the cheeks of people. Uncontrollably. The man of God was on the floor. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And where I was I stood like this. I said Lord Jesus. Show your church mercy. The church of Jesus remained the last hope of man. And that's why the devil is advancing every day to take the pulpit. He knows that if he takes the pulpit, it's over. He knows that all the people here, are there, they're the ones causing the trouble. This is the trouble. The trouble is coming here. It's what I'm telling you, you are taking. It's what I'm feeding you, you are living with. If I like you, you live with lies. If I deceive you, you live with deception. But if the pulpit can be taken over. By Jesus again. Watch revival. It will be so hot That the world will come and bow on their knees for Jesus. When you hear that every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess. It will happen. I tell you it will happen. By reason of this revival. That we are trusting God for. The whole world. Both Muslim. Both Hindus. Everybody. Must bow on their knees to this Jesus. They must confess with their mouth. That is Lord indeed. That is Lord indeed. But me and you. Must be part of this work. Me and you. I heard the Lord. Before I started this. I heard him very clear. He said partner with me. And bring revival. Partner with me. He said partner with me. Partner with me. He warned me, seriously. He said, are you not part of the body? Because those days will go up and down and be talking about what is happening in the church. What is happening in the church? And he called me and said, stop, stop, stop. You don't discuss about your family with the hidden. You don't discuss about your family with people who don't know God. Come to the house, discuss about the family. The people of God will understand. He said, if you have withlo in one of your fingers, how many parts of the body that feel it? I said the whole body. Is it not the whole body that feel the pain? He said you are part of the body of Christ. You should feel the pains. And you should think about the solution to heal. From that day, I said, Lord. Ah, Lord. Lord, will you leave your church like this? Every day you are praying for yourself. The food you eat. Are you thinking about the church? Have you prayed and said, Lord. So we are bringing the family of God together. Anglican, Catholic, everybody come. We stay together, discuss about Christ, grow in Jesus. That's what they taught me. They They draw our ear. Don't go there and turn it to a denomination. Don't turn it to one denomination. Once you turn it to one denomination, do you know what Jesus will do? He will leave you and go immediately. Jesus will leave you and go. You know these people destroyed us. They brought denominationalism. They scattered us completely. Nobody wants to bring the children of God together again and show them Christ. You will not hinder Christ doing what he's doing. We must bridge the gap and it's waiting for you. Look at what happened to Peter now. Do you know this was the turning point? The turning point started here. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus. We said unto him before the cock Thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now, in the course of this weeping, there are so many things that took place there. In the course of this weeping, somebody might think he just weep one day. No, 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 no. Ask me, did Jesus ever meet Peter again? No, did Jesus meet Peter again? It was after resurrection. So, this weeping did not stop at just him remembering that Jesus said, before the cock crows, he had to return back and start remembering other things that Jesus said. He began to remember that Jesus told him I will die. He began to remember, Jesus told me I will be resurrected. So, he was only living by hope to see his Lord resurrect again. He was saying, will my Lord ever resurrect again? Will I ever see him again? To now show him that I love him. He was waiting. At this point, Peter now saw. This is what he was saying to me all the way. This was what he kept saying. Is this not the suffering he's talking about? That you will go to Jerusalem, and you understand it, and suffer in the hand of the elders. Peter saw it firsthand. He saw where they caught Jesus. They were hitting him. He said, this is what he said. Oh my God. It's not that they were telling him. He saw the thorn. They placed it on his head, pushing it. Blood was gushing out from everywhere. He saw that they beat Jesus and battered him, disfigured him. Peter said, oh my God. Oh, no, no. It's not just one day cry. I tell you, this bitter cry lasted so long. Do you know the only consolation that was the resurrection? Listen, the picture was so strong. The picture was so strong in the heart of Peter that every day he was weeping. He was in pains. He was crying. This is Jesus. This is what my Lord had to pass through. Oh Lord, oh Lord, every day he will cry and cry and cry and say, Lord, how can I ever deny you? How can I deny you? Now I can see and understand what you're saying. I didn't understand that it's too deep like this. Are you understanding? This man saw this thing. That was the beginning, the turning point of their lives. That became the turning point of their lives. They saw it firsthand. They saw sinners beating Jesus. They knew the power in him. They knew that he had the power to do anything. Do you know if this is what we have been teaching people in the church? You would have seen rock. You would have seen believers that are rock. They are not shouting, they are not fighting, but they are rock. You can't do them anything. You can't do them anything. You can't move them, you can't push them around. They are standing. So this man, he saw it so well. He wept bitterly. Every day if he's sleeping, he could sense again. What Jesus passed through, he began, he began to weep again. He began to weep again. He began to weep again. He began to cry again. Every day he would sense what Christ passed through. He will send the pains that Jesus went through. He will send the troubles that Jesus passed through. Listen, the shame, the humiliation, the pains, the beating. And at the end, he's dead on the cross. The crowd death of Christ in the hand of ordinary men. This man will start weeping again. He will weep. He will cry. He will weep. He will cry. Is I still deny him? Even at this, I still denied him. I denied him one. I denied him two. I denied him three. It's just like I could see Peter carry himself and hit on the ground. Hey! What has happened to me? What kind of life is this? But when he weep and weep, he remember. He said he will resurrect after three days. He said to me he will resurrect. Will my Lord resurrect? Will he ever resurrect? Let me believe and watch. That's why we say the package is three. And it's together. The suffering, the death, and the resurrection. The suffering, the death, and the resurrection. I want to believe God that today. There is no other thing God wants you to catch. More than the revelation of the suffering. The death and the resurrection of Christ. That is the hope of every believer. If Jesus did not pass through that, sister, leave all these things you see pastor jumping up and down. Who would have saved them? Them themselves. Richard sinners. Richard Richard sinners. It is the death of Christ, the sufferings of Christ, and his resurrection that justified us. If that did not happen, it would have been terrible. Can we take that hymn again as we finish? Hymn 152. Let's take it once more. So that you can appreciate that. Can we take that hymn once more? Listen. This love of God is so deep. You must see it. You will sit down. Healing will come. That pain. Anything around you. You see God delivering you out of it. Without prayer. Without nothing. We see God. If you can catch this revelation we're talking about. Catch it. Are you in the hymn now? Can we take it one to go? How deep the Father's
2: love for us of us beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretched treasure. How great a pain of silly loose, the father tosses his face away, as woes which mark the chosen one bring me, the sons to glory. To behold, them my upon a cross my sin upon his shoulders ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffer. it was my sin that held him there until was accomplished his time breath has brought me life I know that it is finished 3 I will not boast in anything no gifts no power no wisdom but I would boast in Jesus Christ's death and resurrection why should I get from his reward I cannot give an answer but this I know it, my heart is wounds as paid my wrath. Can we begin to pray? Can we begin to pray?
1: There's nothing to boast in except the death of Christ, his sufferings for me, and his resurrection. Nothing to boast of again. Nothing to boast of again. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to Jesus. Begin to talk to our Father in heaven. Say, Father, thank you for the revelation. Thank you for the revelation of your Son, Jesus Christ. His sufferings, his death, and his resurrection on the cross of Calvary. Upon this foundation I stand. There is no other foundation to be built for me to be victorious here on earth except this one foundation. He said on that cross, it is finished. Whatever Christ has finished is finished forever. He don't need any man to come and finish it again. Anybody that tells you there's a cause in your life, except you are not child of God, there is no cause. Jesus redeemed you. He finished it on the cross. Whatever Christ has not finished is the only thing that can remain. But I'm sure that Christ finished it. Thank you, Jesus. We give all the glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed.
0: I know you are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our open health community, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in sports sector at 2 E23, C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T-Sports, Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 90 60 330 Email, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed. Ancient words
2: ever true, Changing me.